Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. See store Lowe's.com slash credit for details. U.S. only. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Hog update on Out of Bounds is brought to you by Floyd Seafood. It's on Keel Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd Seafood has king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game. Well, it's too late for that. But you can still get that king cake for Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, next up. What's the next big event? It will be Mardi Gras. That is the biggest thing coming up. Daytona 500 this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that a big event? It, it is. I uh, mean, I know it's a big event, but is it for you? It is. Okay. Definitely. Um, NBA All-Star Game is coming up in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So there's a, uh, even though football season has ended, there's still a lot of sports out there. Uh, former Razorback Daniel Gafford made his debut with the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday. Dude was awesome. What do you have, like 19 points, 9 rebounds? Playing a lot more. That yeah. makes the difference. Look good. Mavericks look good. Blew out Oklahoma City. One of the top teams in the West now. Think the, so? The Thunder. They are. Oh. But, yeah, with the Mavs. Can the Mavericks and, get there? And, yeah, and what they increase. With the increased uh, uh, players in their lineup mm-hmm. and the potential that's there, mm-hmm. yeah, they could, they could rise to maybe that top four. Razorback women need to rise. Tonight they take on Tennessee in Knoxville. They're on the road, and it's a uh, tough task for them, but right now they need some quality wins, and Tennessee's also one of those teams right there on the edge of getting in or out of the NCAA tournament, so this is a big game for Arkansas women tonight. They need to get this win on the road. The men will be playing the Tennessee men on Wednesday night, Valentine's night. That'll be 8 o'clock tip-off. Don't forget about us at Walk-Ons and the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show starting about 10.45 on Wednesday night. We'll go close to midnight and <laughs> shut her down, and they'll be cleaning up the restaurant and ready to head out the doors as soon as we get ready to get out of the doors. But uh, we'll have the postgame show after that Tennessee game. Arkansas over the weekend, of course, beating Georgia 75-78. L. Ellis, one of the big players, we'll hear from him at the bottom of the hour. L had 15 points for Arkansas. Um, I thought L was just very, very solid in this game. Um, so was uh, Tremont Mark, 13 points. Menafield, 15 points. Uh, Mackay uh, Mitchell had 14 points, five rebounds. <laughs> very important fifth rebound. Um, but the uh, Razorbacks get out to a nice lead. I think it was up to as tw- many as 12 at one point. Yeah, they led 44-32 after a 10-0 run. And then Georgia just kind of kept whittling away, whittling away, whittling away, and came all the way back and actually took the lead. And Arkansas had some big plays down the stretch, and one of them was L. Ellis hitting a three that gave Arkansas the lead back, 72-70. to And after uh, Justin Hill hit a couple of free throws, it was a tie game. And Devo Davis, in his return, uh, found uh, Mitchell right underneath the basket for a layup to give Arkansas the lead that they would never rel- relinquish, 74-72 at that time. How good has Makai been down the stretch? We know about the physical play, but uh, also going to the line and knocking down some free throws yeah, and, Ka- and looking like he's great at free throw shooting now. I marked that down. Kai also hit a couple of free throws there at the end of the game uh, to make it 77-72. Gave him a five-point lead, and that was, that, was their, you know, that was what ended up being enough for them to win the game. But Makai earlier in the game, 
when Arkansas was struggling, went to the line and missed both free throws. And Arkansas, I think Debo got the rebound, like a little hustle rebound in the corner, and got it to Tremont Mark. Mark was fouled, went to the free throw line, and missed both free throws. So they missed four free throws in a row in a crucial point of the game. Where Honestly, that could have stopped Georgia's you know, comeback right there if you just make your free throws. But to your point, Joe, his free throw shooting has become so much better, and Kai is giving them that presence Georgia's big guy, I can't remember his name now, I, he dominated the paint early on. Uh, Graham couldn't hold him. Lawson couldn't hold him. He was just too big for them. Girthy. You know, he was just mo- getting un- getting position right there at the low block, turning and shooting a layup. And there was nothing they could do about it. They weren't big enough. And they brought Kai in, and he changed that. And he took away that Georgia big man. Makai Mitchell, second leading scorer. Menafield and uh, Ellis, they led the team in scoring with 15 apiece. And then overall, you have five players in double figures. That's a recipe for winning games. Now, it doesn't always happen, but that is a big part and a big factor of why Arkansas was able to get the win. Yeah, they the offensively, they moved the ball again. It, it was... And I said this after the game. It was fun to watch them on offense again. There have been times where it's hard to watch Arkansas with the ball. I mean, offensively, it's just it wasn't fun basketball. At least now they're moving the ball. They're passing it. They're getting open looks. They're getting layups, dunks. They're getting to the paint, open threes. They're not taking a lot of threes, uh, but they're wide open threes with their feet set. That is a good three for anybody in college. Heck, maybe even high school. But I thought where they won the game was in the first half against Georgia when they just – their three-point defense was so much better. Uh, now, Georgia missed some threes, but Arkansas was there defending, also doing a good job getting a hand up. And for the game, um, what they end up? 5 of 14? 36%? No, that was what Arkansas was. Georgia, 4 of 18. 4 of 18. Thank you, Joe. There yeah, it is. Um, they, they went through a stretch. Uh, they may have missed their first nine. 11, threes. I think it was. It was okay. their 12th one they made. I think they started 0 for 11. And and they actually got a little bit closer where, you know, the final numbers with 4 of 18 and 5 of 14. But to miss that many threes in a row, and they kept shooting them. And the commentators, Joe Klein being one of them. That's right. Joe, Joe Klein, they pointed out where that's a big part of Georgia's game. And they depend on making some of those threes. And that's something that they put in their recipe to winning games. It wasn't working for them early in this game. Yeah, Georgia started 1 of 12 in the first half, so they were 0 for 11, made their 12th. They finished 4 of 18, like you said, 22%. That is the second worst three-point shooting percentage against Arkansas in the SEC this year. Do you know who the worst shooting had the worst shooting three-point percentage? Missouri. No, you remember Missouri went 10 of 20. They shot 50%. They made some really late threes. That's why they were in the game. And came back and made it yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. No, it was Texas A&M. The other game they won, that was when they played good three-point shooting, you know, defense and won the game. So, to me, that's, Musselman can put the, lay that. Here's what you did against A&M. Here's what you did against Georgia. Guys, you see a common theme? Team struggle from the three-point line. We win. That's your incentive right there. And, and it's always defense. It It's about playing defense, having the effort there, and not only Coach Muss. We know that he emphasizes defense, but a lot of coaches that we've talked to and heard from here recently, they say that that's been the key to the team having success in winning these games. It's been about their defense and really locking the other team down. Uh, see here. What is Travis saying? Let me read this. Travis from Russellville says, Wes, Saturday night after the Arkansas basketball game, Josh Neighbors made a few harsh comments on the live show about a young player that represents the exact same radio station weekly, saying a player is not good enough or hasn't produced a level he needs to in order to play in the SEC is one thing, but to flat out say he sucks is unacceptable. I don't know that Josh said, I don't remember that. I remember the conversation. Yeah. J.W. called in, brought up Pinion again. He's mad that Devo got to play, and you know he quit the team or stepped away for a couple games and comes back, and his punishment was not starting, and then ended up playing 33 minutes, 35 minutes, something like that. And my point was, this had nothing to do with Pinion. This had everything to do with Devo, and he got on the court and played well, so that's why he kept 
playing. And that's what Mosselman said Friday in his press conference. Devo's minutes will depend on Devo. How he plays is how long he's going to play. And J.W. was saying that Pinion should have been playing instead. And Josh was saying Pinion's not good enough to play in the SEC. That was his opinion, that he can't guard anyone defensively and he, he, he can't get his shot off quick enough. He has to be wide open. He has to get – somebody else on the team has to set him up to shoot a wide open three. And that's not the way this offense runs right now, honestly. There are very few – I mean, they don't want to take threes. What did I say they shot? They shot – they took – Five or 14. 14 threes. And I guarantee you Musselman thinks that's too many because of this team. Five of 14, still only 36%, but that's a great shooting percentage for Arkansas. It's not for somebody else, for another team. But that's all – I don't think he – I don't think he was too harsh on Pinion. Maybe he said he sucks. I don't I don't remember that, though. Well, we talked about going into the game with Devo coming back into the lineup. Where was that going to take minutes away? And we mentioned a few players that you could divvy some minutes, and Pinion wasn't mentioned because Pinion hadn't been playing prior to that. It's not like Devo coming back onto the team was taking away minutes from Pinion. It One had nothing to do with the other. No. And look, Devo was gone for... Two games, three games, three games. Kentucky, Missouri, LSU. And that's a lot of minutes. He was averaging 29 minutes a game playing. And that average actually went down because he only played a couple minutes against Ole Miss. And remember, he got benched and didn't play at all in the second half. So his minutes per game actually went down. He was playing over 30 minutes a game. That's a lot of minutes to divvy up for somebody else. I don't know how many minutes Penny got in that three-game stretch. He got a little run against LSU, but everybody played against LSU because it was just it was terrible. He was searching for something, couldn't find anything. Um, I don't think he played. He he played eight minutes against LSU. Against LSU, check the uh, Missouri and Kentucky box scores. I don't remember the Kentucky game. I don't remember him playing against Kentucky. He may have played against Missouri, but my point is, you got all these minutes, and look, L- Ellis didn't play in those games either. So there are a lot of minutes available, and if Pena's not getting minutes then, the opportunity's going to dwindle more with the return of another guard. Play one minute against Kentucky. Minute 40 seconds. Okay. Not, not against Missouri. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get – I don't know what they do in practice. We never get to see practice. I don't know how he practices. But obviously, Coach Musman doesn't think he can help the team win right now. Because he's searching for anybody and anything to help them win. Guys, Caleb Battle, he was playing a lot. He hardly played. He got in for three minutes Saturday against Georgia, that's, took one and shot, and that, that was it. Yeah, that was because Minifield and Ellis were playing well. And so, yeah. if you have guys and Devo. playing... yeah. So and who are you going to take out if, if those have, guys are playing well? Yeah, you have guys playing the same position, then it, it's always going to be a toss-up as to who's actually getting those minutes. Blocker. I mean, Blocker started, and look at his total minutes for the game. Played six minutes. And I didn't think he played bad, but it's not anything negative against Blocker. It's the other side. It's the positive of the guys that are playing. They are playing well, so they're not coming out of the game. If you want your guy to play, who are you going to take out? And on a game where they're having success, it's hard to argue that somebody needs to come out of the game because they did play well. And this game was another reflection of players playing close to 40 minutes, where you had Ellis, Tremont, Mark. They were upwards of 37, 38 minutes, Devo, 34. So you're starting to see it take shape where certain players are playing 35 minutes plus. 661-1037, if you want to hop in here, talk a little Razorback basketball, 661-1037. I do want them to paint some bigger lines on the court for out-of-bounds so that Minifield is paying attention to where he is stepping. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a guy step out-of-bounds with the ball three times in a game like that. That's just him getting a little too close and, and moving so fast along that baseline. I thought a couple of times it probably could have been a foul on the defense for giving him a little bump and forcing him to step out-of-bounds. And that's what Musselman was trying to plead with the referee there's a reason why he stepped out of bounds there it's because he got bumped he got hit he got pushed out of bounds now the last one uh there towards the end of the game he was along the sideline and there was nobody he just caught the ball and stepped out of bounds 
He was that's just not being aware of where you are on the court. And that that can't happen. That's a that's a bad turnover. Yeah, especially as the point guard. You're you're always supposed to be aware of those things and you're not only playing your game but you're getting others involved and when you are making a play that's close to the end line, you have to be aware of it. I honestly thought he was going to pull Menafield at the end of the game cuz he had another turnover. He was getting abused defensively. And they were taking advantage of his uh, lack of size. And that uh, Justin Hill was going to the free throw line, and he didn't miss. I think he was 10 for 10, maybe even more. He, he was fantastic from the free throw line. And Manifel was struggling a little bit. But because of the 1-3-1 trap that's, that uh, Georgia was playing, that half-court trap, he wanted the guards in there. And they were doing a good job of attacking that trap. They were 11 for 11 in the second half inside the three-point line. They did not miss inside the three-point line the second half. That that tells you right there you're getting quality looks, good looks, because you're getting mainly layups, and you're you're attacking that defense well. And Minifield was one of the reasons why they weren't turning it over and they were attacking. And I felt like that's why they kept Minifield in there at that point. Well, remember, he was supposed to redshirt this season, and uh, he came in at semester just because they were trying to find the right pieces and and the right rotation at that time, and he gave him a a bit of a spark to begin with, and then we saw the minutes kind of go back and forth where he played a little bit, then he not play, and then now he's playing quite a bit again, but that's something that, that can continue to change game to game. It was pointed out on the broadcast, though, about his size and mostly about his weight. He, he weighs about 150 pounds. And so in the fact that he was going to redshirt, you knew that he was going to hit that program and hit it hard. But now that he's actually on the court, he's playing at the size that he arrived at Arkansas, at that size. That's where he's playing. Let's take a phone call. We got Savage and Cabot. Savage, what's up? What's going on, fellas? You know, I'm not going to rub the, the salt in the wound for old, for old John. You know, they lost. So, he sit, they're sitting on the bench just along with the Cowboys. So, mm-hmm. they had a good season. Uh, Wes, talk about the when Musk does his rotation, don't you think he's taking the confidence away from some of these guys? Because Battle hasn't seen the court. As soon as he goes out and he misses, say his first two, he's pulled. If you turn the ball over, you're pulled. We saw it with the kid from Louisville. He didn't play how many games, Wes? L, L, yeah, Ellis went uh, two games without playing. You know, so when you get out there, you can't play up to your full potential because you know as soon as you man, if you make a mistake, you're riding the bench. So what role does Musk have in this, in these players' confidence? Because I don't see battle. He, you can see his mentality. on Look on his face. He, he's out of it. He can clap and stand up, but he's on the bench. And as soon as he gets in there, it's taken away from him because you don't give him time to get warmed up. I'll get off. I appreciate it. Thanks, Savage. Yeah, I. Uh, the thing I don't like is you can't play afraid to make a mistake. You you can't go out there and thinking I can't mess up or I'm coming out of the game. I I think the frustration of the season is carried over to Musselman, and he's frustrated. And when he sees a guy making the same old mistake, and I'm sure he sees it in practice, and it's something they're working on to fix a mistake, and he sees it again, he's like, you got to be kidding me. Get him out of here. Give me somebody else. That's what I feel like is going through his mind. Yeah, I wish he would give him a little bit more leeway, a little more freedom to – you're going to make a mistake. It happens. I mean, they're college players. I mean, NBA guys turn it over. NBA guys take bad shots. It's going to happen. But I think the the frustration level is just at an all-time high for him, and that leads to some of these guys. They They get a chance. But they don't get a second chance, basically. That is something that can wear on a player. And uh, they just have to stay locked in and, and stay working hard. Now, that's something that it, it can affect you mentally, knowing that uh, if you do make those mistakes and you're not going to be in the game. But not only is it for that game, it seems to be a carryover. Now, is the carryover because you didn't play well in one game and now you're not going to play the next game? Or does carryover happen from that game, and then if you don't do certain things in practice throughout the week, 
now that carries into the next game. Yeah, and I just got a text, and, and one of the things with battles is defense. You know, he's got to play better defense when he gets in there. And it wasn't – he didn't come out because of a missed shot or a poor shot. I didn't think it was that bad of a shot. He came out because on defense he's letting guys get by him. He's not rotating quick enough to help out on help defense. And that, we all know – is how you get Musselman upset with you. It's on the defensive side. He'll live with a bad shot, but you you make mistakes on the defensive end and give and they're giving up layups. He can't handle that. Jalen Jalen Graham is playing a little bit better defensively. Yeah, no, no doubt. We see him making some plays. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be that he's the best defender. He's definitely going to give you more on the offensive end, but mm-hmm. he's he's trying. No, he is. Yeah, and he, I mean, he tried against that Georgia big guy, but sometimes you're just not big enough. It's just that simple. The guy's just going to move you around and go where he wants to go and gets the ball down low, turns around, makes an easy layup. There's nothing he can, you know, really, Graham just has to fight for position earlier before the guy can get down there in the low block. Um, and then he got a little bit of play in the second half, but not as much as the first half, but uh, when that big guy would go out for Georgia, that's when you notice Graham would come in so they wouldn't have that matchup. Yeah, about the matchups. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Next up, we're going to hear from L. Ellis. Yesterday, I got to sit down with L. Ellis and talk about the uh, victory and his long week of practice and just how good it felt for him to deliver uh, after sitting on the bench for a couple of games. Very gratifying for him. I was very pleased for L. We'll hear from him next. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. I'm going to tell you about Big O Tires right now. They have a good deal going on. Always have great deals at Big O Tires. Go to the website, bigotires.com slash deals. And if you need a new set of tires, but you're thinking, I just can't pay for them right now. i got to wait for my tax refund. You don't have to wait for your tax refund. They have financing options available, and you don't even have to have perfect credit. Big O Tires is willing to work with you to get those new tires. No need to drive around on bad tires. It's not good for anybody. Two locations, Cabot and Conway, great selection of tires, plus they'll work on your vehicle too. Do all kinds of different things at Big O Tires. In in Cabot, they're right next to Kroger on Prospect Court. In Conway, they're on Harkrider. Stop by and see our friends at Big O Tires. That is the team we trust. One zero three seven. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, hey Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet. So I was talking to my friend Bobby the other day, and he said, "Is this QC Kinetics real? Like, will they really get rid of my joint pain?" I said, "Absolutely. If you've got injuries or if you've got arthritis, just call them today for that free consultation, and they will show you exactly how your own body will heal itself." Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Connects uses regenerative medicine that is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain. Do you have arthritis or maybe an old injury? Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Do like many people in Central Arkansas have done. Call QC Kinetics now for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501 501- one two 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 eighty four forty. That's five zero one two 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 eighty four forty. Once again, the consultation's free at QC Kinetics. One zero three seven. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball coverage. Is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. This is Sports Center. Arkansas basketball won their third SEC game on Saturday, beating Georgia 78-75 as L. Ellis and Keon Minifield both had 15 points. Arkansas's next game will be against Tennessee on Wednesday. Arkansas State got a win over Ohio in the Sunbelt Conference MAC Challenge, 100-87. They're led by Taryn Todd, who had 20 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. The Red Wolves will play again on Thursday against Troy. Central Arkansas beat North Florida 79-77 behind Elias Cato's 14 points and 10 rebounds. Central Arkansas will face Austin P on Thursday. And Arkansas Pine Bluff hosts Jackson State tonight at 7.30. Coverage of that game can be seen on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey 
guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa, and Valentine's Day is here. We have specials ranging from $60 to $200. How about the Love Bug Special? A 60-minute healing stone massage with a chocolate espresso treatment, $150. Find all of our specials at avabelladayspa.com. Print your gift certificate from home or send it to the recipient. It's as easy as that. Thanks, and happy Valentine's Day. Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get your weekend started with Friday extended happy hour drink specials. The downtown location has two floors of fun with karaoke in the bar and J.J. Wilson, the DJ, playing an open format DJ set with something for everyone down in the basement. North Little Rock location gets karaoke party going 9 p.m. every Friday. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Two locations, downtown Little Rock and the new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Find us online, brewskiespubandgrub.com. Justin Acre here, and I can tell you, I know a few things about radio, and I can probably talk you through a football game, but I really don't know anything about much of anything else. Serta Pro Painters does, though, and that's the company I always use when I need a project done at my house. I've used them for over a decade for a number of different projects, inside and outside, and I don't care if you're a painting expert, Serta Pro is here to help and make the process as awesome as it can be for you. So get Serta Pro on your project soon. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. When it comes to painting, do what I do. Trust Serta Pro. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. L. Ellis is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, motorcycle life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Uh, hit record. Uh, t- count to five real quick. Let me see if I got a good level. Okay. One, two, three, four. Got Back at it, we're jinxed. We little technical issue. Turn that on. Good. We trim that up and uh, fix it. <laughs> Third time will be the charm. It will be. So I'll tell you again. <laughs> Behind the curtain, I have to record that interview with L, and because uh, he can't do it during the week. Monday through Friday because he's got practice right now in school. And so he, he literally doesn't have 15 minutes. I've, I've been like, dude, 15 minutes, anytime, one to four, any day. And he's like, man, I, I don't. I, I'm just booked one to four. Yeah, that it would be ideal during the week, during the show. Yeah, to do it live. And so what I do is I come up usually after church on Sundays and, and record the uh, interview with him. That's the only time that he has some free time. And so... I uh, recorded that yesterday, and I was obviously doing a uh, sound check right there, um, just making sure the level was good and it was recording. And uh, that, I this is now the only the second time I've ever done this, Joe. I've recorded an interview up here, and so I was like crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I'm like, okay, I got this set, I got this right. I'm going through the list in my head, and I'm like making sure I'm getting this right because last thing in the world I want is to come up here on a Sunday and record an interview with him and him to take time out of his day and mess it up. And so that was the uh, pre-interview cut right there. Um, You want me to just delete that version again so that one doesn't play? Joe? You want me to delete that? Okay. Done. Gone. Six six one one zero three seven. If you want to jump in here, six six one one zero three seven. I'll go over to the Southern Structural Solutions text line. <laughs> Sounds good on the radio. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a good level. All right. Uh, everything was good. The levels were bouncing. 
Um, let's see here from the 501. says the guys, Razorback guys, they're not getting in long enough to get warmed up. They get in, make a mistake, and they're out of there. What are your thoughts on why the Razorbacks never full court press? Well, my thought is they're not good enough in the half court defense. Why string everybody out and go full court where it just creates a bigger problem? If you can't defend a guy and you know inside the three point line, he's driving to the basket. What's going to happen if you try to do it in the back court and he drives by you, and then all of a sudden it's like a five on four, and it just creates total chaos. I don't. I don't think that's the answer for this team. They can't do it on a consistent basis. If you want to mix some of that in, then that may be an idea to go with it. But yeah, consistently they can't do it. Joe Klein said Menafield may have stepped out of bounds because of the bad pass from uh, Devo Davis. Maybe. I, I don't recall that, though. Um, if, it, if, if I'm thinking of the same one, we're talking about the same play. Maybe it was a little high and wide, and he jumped and had to catch it, and his first step was out of bounds. Maybe so. I'd have to go back and watch that play. But I just – I was watching the game at walk-ons, and he caught it and started driving, and all of a sudden the play stopped. And I was like, well, what, what happened there? You know, I didn't, I, I didn't see a foul. I didn't see – he didn't walk with it. And then you, I'm reading the uh, closed captioning. They said he stepped out of bounds. I'm like, gosh, again for a third time? Come on. Once is bad enough. Twice, then a third time to step out of bounds? He had five turnovers in the game, and then three of them were because he stepped out of bounds. That, that can't happen. It's big, uh, big Monday for us. Always remember, the weekend re- recap is brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Go by and see our guys, Matt, and all the great guys at Fleet Management Services to take care of your vehicle. Matt Morris is definitely a great guy. No doubt. He's uh, worked on our, my personal vehicles for years, and even uh, at the TV station used Matt and Fleet Management Services. A lot of companies do. You, see, uh, you go by his parking lot, that thing's always full of cars. You're taking care of a lot of different people. Uh, speaking of Joe Klein, Joe Klein will be on with us in the uh, third hour here in about 25 minutes. Um, we'll get his thoughts on that Razorback game since he was there calling that game. Now we're good? We're good. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Here's L. Ellis. Let's go straight to the phone lines and bring in L. Ellis. He was the uh, player of the game Saturday against Georgia. Hey, first of all, L. great, great game, man. What what was that like? What did that? What did you think of that game? Man, I just um, felt really good, you know, go out there, have a good game. Just not only the offensive end, but the defensive end as well. Um, get that opportunity from Coach. Um, it's been an up-and-down uh, year for me. Um, but I just had to stay mentally ready. Um, I stayed in the gym, kept working no matter what, no matter circumstances, if I played or not, if I played well or not. So I feel like that's what kept me uh, confident in myself and um, had me ready for yesterday. What was the mood in the locker room after the game? It was a good mood, honestly. Um, we really needed that game, um, especially because we dropped one in Athens that we should have won. So going into the game, like we knew we needed the win, um, we went out there. We played really well. What was last week like, practice-wise? It was it was some long, tough practices for sure. Since we had like that whole week to prepare, um, we emphasized, you know, not getting up as many threes. Um, and I think we did a really good job with that last night. They shot twenty-two percent from the three. Um, we protected the rim. Uh, we guarded we guarded one-on-one pretty well. Um, and I just felt like that was really the whole energy. That whole week was really defensively and trying to move the ball on offense. And uh, I feel like yesterday the ball was really moving. Really moving. We had multiple guys scoring double digits. So everybody was getting touchy. We were taking really good shots. Um, and that's what led to the win. We're talking with L. Ellis. He joins us right now uh, like he does on Mondays. L, when you got that opportunity, or when did you know you were going to get that opportunity and you were going to be starting? Um, I knew uh, I was going into shoot around back to that morning. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Um, it felt good because um, I had a really good week of practice. You know, I was really going hard um, and just trying to, you know, just get better. Um, and I just knew, I just knew one of these games, like if I got an opportunity, like it was going, it was going to come together and it was going to click. So I just needed that one game, you know, just to get me going. Um, and hopefully, it just carries over the rest of the season. 
We talked to you last week, and, and that's what you said. You know, you were trying to support your teammates, but you just knew you had to get back in there and, and, and prove it in practice. That's got to be fulfilling for you to, to do what you said and, and to get it done and to prove that you deserve those minutes. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I try to really, you know, speak things into existence. You know, I pray a lot. Um, and I just feel like, you know, uh, the work you put in, like, it always end up showing. Uh, sometimes it's not always when you want it to be, but it's always going to be the right time. Um, that's something my mom always told me. So, with that being said, like, last night it was the right time. Uh, it was a time for me, you know, to have a good game, and I did. L. Ellis with us. L. uh I thought this was one of the better games you played. The, the team played uh, offensively. The ball movement was there, and, and defensively, you can see that the, the defense is improving. Uh, what What do you think led to the improvement? I would just say, you know, um, God at least on the buy-in to you know the concepts uh, that coaches, you know, teaching us. You know, we we have a lot of transfers guys that came from a lot of different places that did, you know, that one. And you know, did it that way. So, just all of us trying to you know come together and you know listen to coach and do it his way. I feel like it's really showing. Um, I feel like that's why our defense is getting better. That's why we're getting better offensively, and that's why like we're starting to you know take that jump as a team because we're really starting to buy in as a group. Um, and I feel like if we do that, like we can go on a run, you know, and uh, make things happen. What did Devo coming back do for the team? Um, you know. Devo, he just does all the little things, you know. He doesn't care if he has a great night offensively. He's going to play hard. He's going to defend. He's going to, you know, try to get us involved, you know, when he's when he's not scoring. So, I mean, he's just a big part of the team. Um, I'm glad to have him back. Um, and, you know, like he's been, he's played in his league for a long time. He, uh, he's been at Arkansas, you know, so and I just want him to have, you know, a good year to his last one. There were those that thought may, it may be a distraction, him coming back and trying to work him back into the team or and into the game. I don't think that it was a distraction at all. Not at all, because like I said, like he, he plays the right way. He's not out there, you know, trying to just get his or you know play for himself. So like it wasn't a big difference for him, you know, like just jumping back and come back and playing a lot of minutes at all. Yeah, he only took one shot, and he made that one shot, but he was out there playing hard defense, moving the ball. And I noticed that with you, L, uh, to start the game. I thought you passed up a, a couple of attempts, and you found a, a guy that was even more o- wide open. Was that something conscious in your mind, uh, look, just waiting for your shot and not trying to force anything? Yeah, I would just say, like, you know, when I scored the ball at Louisville last year, like, I always just let it come to me. Um Especially like when the ball is moving the way it was, like the ball is always gonna find you, it's always gonna get back to you. So really, I was just trying to let the offense come to me, um, not force anything, just take the right shots, um, and that's why they were falling. Like I was taking the right ones, I got open ones, um, and my teammates were actually looking for me, so it felt good. After watching the film of the game, did you learn something from watching the film that maybe you didn't see or or, or notice during the game? Um, I would just say, like, I was, I feel like defensively, like, I was a step ahead uh, yesterday. Um, I was, we, we had a really good scout. We really went over their plays. So that's how I was able to, like, get the skills that I, I had got because, like, I was reading the plays. I was reading uh, my, uh, the guy that I was guarding and then the, whoever my teammate was guarding. So I feel like that was something that I noticed. You guys have Tennessee coming up next on Wednesday. What do you, what do you see out of the volunteers? Um, they're a really good team. Uh, they have Dalton Dalton Connect, you know, he's a Juco a Juco kid. Um, so I know a little bit about him. Um, they have a really good group of guys. Um, and I just feel like they play hard, they're a good team defensively, but I feel like we show up in big games, so I feel like we're gonna be ready. You guys have yet to win back-to-back SEC games. You know, every time we think, well, they're taking a step forward, they're coming together, it's about to turn around, you haven't been able to build on that win. How important is it to, to get back-to-back wins and start a run? I feel like it's important, like, because this is the, you know, the back end of uh, conference play. We have eight more games left, and, you know, every game matters, um, especially when we want to get to March and play in March. So I just feel like these next eight games are really important, and, I feel like we're we're really coming together. Like it's starting to look good. Like we're starting to look good as a team, um, and I feel like that's going to carry over. So when is that? L. Ellis with us.
El, how how different was Coach Musselman after the win? I mean, he was his same self, you know. Like he really wants to win, um, and he felt like that we made we made strides uh, last night. So I just feel like as a team, we just gotta take heed to that. You know, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep getting better in practice. Um, but he's gonna he's gonna be the same self, like regardless if we win or lose. Like, um, and I feel like that's what makes him a good coach. Hmm. You, you don't get a little smile on his face after a win? I mean, of course you do, but, you know, like, he's a competitor. Um, he expects us to win games. You know, he's won uh, every year he's been here. So, he's only, we're going to get a smile on him, of course, when we win, but when we lose, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. L.L. is with us. L., uh, what about you? You had to have a smile on your face after last night. Yeah, of course. Um, but me being me, like, I know I can uh, – I just know how much, you know, how good of a basketball player I am. I know the work that I put in. So, I feel like last night I was, I was just expecting myself to do that. Like, I felt really good going in. Um, I felt really confident. So, I was just happy, you know, just to be able to be out there, honestly, um, and just be able to, you know, just to play. Because, you know, I had those two BMPs. Um, I didn't play. So, just, and just to get that opportunity then to be out there, you know, that's what made me smile, honestly. I thought M- Mitchell, Makai Mitchell played really well, too. When – yeah, he, he's on his game. What's he bring to y'all? Man, he brings everything. You know, he's scoring the ball. He's you know facilitating at his position. Um, him and Jalen Grant like that that two man game that they have right now. Like that's been really big for us because it's opening up everything for um, us guards. You know, so I just feel like now, like since we have those two that scoring the ball really well and fine and distant, like it's really mm-hmm. starting to help us. You know, offensively. I think that three you hit at the end of the game may have been the, the play of the game. It was that was huge. Walk me through that play. Um, so Kedro baseline, uh he hit Kai and Kai's a willing passer. Like I knew I knew that he was gonna give it to me. Um so I was just ready to shoot it the whole time and as soon as I shot it, like I knew it was going in, like and I felt like that every time I shot the ball last night that it was going in. And I haven't felt that way in a long time, but uh, lately, I've just been, you know, just staying in the gym, and you know, I've, that confidence is starting to come back. Because um, honestly, like I felt the last night, like every shot I shot, like I felt like it was going in. It felt good. Like warm ups, I felt really good. So I felt, I felt really good yesterday. Describe the feeling when the ball goes through the net. <laughs> it's a good feeling, especially for me, because I know I can score in bunches. Like once I see one go in, like uh, it's easy for me, you know, to you know go on that run and hit about three, four, five in a row. So, really for me, it's just all about rhythm um, and just being confident. Well, congratulations, man. Great game, good victory, and uh, keep it going this week. Thank you for your time. I will. Thank you so much. It's good to catch up with L. Ellis yesterday. And, uh, man, happy for him. The guy uh, fought through adversity, came out on the other side, had a really good game against Georgia, and helped Arkansas get back into the uh, win column. And now they got Tennessee. Coming up Wednesday night, 8 o'clock start, there at Bud Walton Arena. This is a uh, a chance to maybe get this thing turned around a little bit. It's going to be very difficult. Tennessee's good, but you know what? Tennessee went on the road and got shellacked by Texas A&M Saturday night. That was one of the surprises from the weekend. Uh, I know A&M is good. They're hard to beat at home, uh, but for them to put it on Tennessee like they did, it either... You either got a struggling volunteer team coming into Bud Walton Arena, or you got a mad team, Tennessee team, ready to take it out on their next opponent. Um, But maybe the Razorbacks have a little confidence and get that Bud Walton Arena magic going. And uh, who knows? Maybe they can pull off the upset and make it two SEC wins in a row. Coming up next, we'll wrap up hour number two. Joe Klein's coming up here in a few minutes. We'll talk to him about the Razorbacks game and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl and hear from some of uh, the players from the game. This is Out of Bounds. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas basketball won their third SEC game on Saturday, beating Georgia 78-75 as L. Ellis and Keon Minifield both had 15 points. Arkansas's next game will be against Tennessee on Wednesday. 
Arkansas State got a win over Ohio in the Sunbelt Conference MAC Challenge, 100-87. They're led by Taryn Todd, who had 20 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. The Red Wolves will play again on Thursday against Troy. Central Arkansas beat North Florida 79-77 behind Elias Cato's 14 points and 10 rebounds. Central Arkansas will face Austin P on Thursday. And Arkansas Pine Bluff hosts Jackson State tonight at 7.30. Coverage of that game can be seen on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa, and Valentine's Day is here. We have specials ranging from $60 to $200. How about the Love Bug Special? A 60-minute healing stone massage with a chocolate espresso treatment. $150. Find all of our specials at avabelladayspa.com. Print your gift certificate from home or send it to the recipient. It's as easy as that. Thanks and happy Valentine's Day. Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. Hear that? The sound of your antique fountain pen gliding across linen paper as you journal in the park. And if you were here, you'd be inspired by the warm breeze. But you're not here. Because your self-care happens out on the road, riding your motorcycle protected by Progressive. And the wind in your face on the road is all the inspiration you need. So if you ride, get a quote and see if you could save with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Now that's inspiring. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates not available in all states. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down. Zero APR for up to 84 months, plus save up to $300 on select equipment. Stop by River Valley Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com forward slash disclaimers for full disclaimer. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, Wes Moore, Joe Franklin. Recapping the big weekend, Super Bowl weekend, Razorbacks win. Weekend recap brought to you by Fleet Management Services. You can hop in here and talk a little, uh, well, whatever you liked over the weekend. In fact, let's do that with Frank real quick before we hit this break. Frank, welcome in. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. What you got? I wanted to talk about the game last night. Uh I enjoyed the game, you know, it was exciting and all that. Uh, but I'm a little bit, there was one series where they held Boza four times. I mean, obviously, if you watch the game, neither tackle could block him. But they held him four times. The last time they held him, the guy wrapped his arms around him. <laughs> like a bear hug, and they never threw the flag. And on that drive, Kansas City scored. Now, I mean, I guess you could go back. You might be able to dispute, but I don't think I've rewatched it. I mean, obviously I had a team in mind, <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah. that that officiating – that was horrible. Frank, I'll tell you that they, each team was called for six penalties. Uh, so it was even. But they they kept the flag in there 
in their pants most of the night. They let them play. They did. They they did not call a lot of holding. I noticed on and now this is this will tell you where I was in my mind because I was trying to get Butker the MVP trophy and four thousand dollars in my pocket. First series of overtime, 49ers have the ball. And I'm thinking, get a stop here. Game-winning field goal from Butker. He could be the MVP. It's a big third down play. Chiefs come on the rush. And I thought the Chiefs lineman was basically tackled, brought down. And I thought there was going to be a holding. And here's the flag. I'm like, all right, there's a holding. It was incomplete. I'm like, decline the penalty, punt it. We're on our way. MVP, baby. It was holding on the Chiefs defense. Remember on that third down play? And, and it, kept and it the was drive? the right call. It was the right call. But I thought on the line, there should have been a penalty. Because then I was kept looking for the other flag for it to be offsetting, replay the down. There was no call. I think they, they whoever, you know, the guys in the trenches, they were letting those guys go. They were letting them play. Very few holding calls called last night. And there could have been a lot more called. I agree with you on that, Frank. But I think it was both ways. Yeah, and football I know you were watching from the 49ers view, and you were wanting some holding calls on Bosa, but uh, the Chiefs got held a couple times, too. In football games, they can call holding on pretty much every play yeah. there is. And so you have to limit how much you're going to call holding because if – you know, that would make the game ugly if they're calling everyone. The more blatant ones stand out. And so when you get to that last game of the year, the refs don't want to be an effect Mm-mm. on the game. No. Now, you could say that on the other side, that they're being an effect on the game because of not, not calling yeah. certain penalties. But they definitely don't want to be the ones that the focus is on and they're deciding the outcome of the game. They don't want to be that. What would you think of Usher? Halftime. Liked it. Liked it a lot. He did some, some things that we haven't seen done. The skating and uh, all the outfit changes, some of the special guests. It was really good. I I was entertained. You know, and like I said, you guys know I'm not a music guy, but I was entertained. And I thought it was cool. Ludacris came out and, you know, you having flashbacks to the uh, old good old days, you know, and um, the crowd, there were probably, I don't know, halftime there at this party, Super Bowl party, 20, 30 people there, maybe more. I mean, everybody liked it. I mean, everybody was, you know, listening, paying attention, thought it was good. So I think it it got a thumbs up from our party. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, when we looked at some of the comments that were out there, everybody liked it. They liked it. Um, yeah, there's always going to be some negative things, and there were a few of them, but... For the most part, the majority was, they really liked it. They really enjoyed it. And uh, hearing some of, it could be a top five all time. And, you know, we went over that yeah, list. Yeah, we did. I don't know. Take you 2 out. No. Put Usher in. No, you can't take you 2 out for that. It was good, but it wasn't top five worthy. It was entertaining. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl in the third hour. Joe Klein will join us. Talk some Razorback basketball with him, some SEC basketball. Get his scouting report on Tennessee. I know Joe likes Tennessee a lot. I do, too. I think they're very good. Final four, possibly, for Tennessee. Stick around. Hour number three is next. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. From now until February 29th, shop at Jones & Son during our 0% finance event. That's right. All purchases from now until the end of February are eligible for 18-month 0% financing. From our very own Jones & Son Couture Collection to Michael M., we have every shape and size of ring in store, featuring Arkansas's largest designer engagement ring selection. Get a low monthly payment when you finance with special 18 months zero interest financing at Jones.